This is the Better Wealth Podcast with Caleb Williams. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. In today's interview, I'm sitting down with one of my friends, Bo Crable, and we talk about how he is going to be the man, the king of e-commerce. Let me tell you, this guy is really, really impressive, uh, 20 years old, and not only have made tons of money on e-commerce, selling things online, uh, but now is teaching others to do the same. And We got introduced uh, by another friend of mine uh, about a year ago. And we kind of talked about, you know, I was building my business and he was building his and, and, you know, I'm in the financial space and he's doing some, I mean, he's literally helping people make more money. And, and one of the biggest things that I, you know, teach people is when they come to me, it's like, okay, be more efficient and learn how to make more, like look at your resources and figure out how can I make more money? And then how can I be more efficient? And then we show them better ways to save money and use it on the back end. And what excited me about what Bo was doing is he was taking someone from point A and literally by showing them and create giving them skills giving them the ability to make more money that always excites me um, I'm a proud student of Bose and I can tell you that um, he's for real and I wanted to capture his story and share with you guys what he's doing we'll also include um, some links below where if you want to learn more about what Bo's doing and how you can learn about how you can potentially learn on how to start an e-commerce empire <laughs> I, I'm not, no no guarantees that you'll, you'll be able to build something like Bo but um, I, I'm including that because I really want to get Give you guys a ton of value and uh, share with you guys what I'm learning as well. Without further ado, here's Bo. Bo, welcome to the studio. Thank you for having me here, Caleb. I am excited for this podcast. So we talk a lot about failures. I have to say, this is the second time I'm interviewing Bo. We had a total fire interview. And then while I was talking, I deleted Bo's file. And so you're a good sport and you're uh, we're going to do this 2.0 and it's going to be 10 times better. Yes, it is. Okay. So I introduced Bo to you. This guy is crushing it at the age of 20. You are, I mean, not only are you making millions of dollars on Amazon, you're teaching others to do the same. You're the youngest person to be in the two comma club, meaning like you're absolutely crushing it in the click funnel world. You dropped out of school. You're doing a ton, a ton of things. You're super impressive. But the reason why we're having you on the podcast is to capture your story. Number one, number two is to talk about. Um, just kind of this overall, overall idea of like you being your number one asset and talk about specialized knowledge. And then I actually want you to give the audience kind of like good key takeaways on how they can start making money today online. Mm-hmm. So before we jump into all that, talk about your story because how in the world at the age of 20 are you able to coach, not alone make a ton of money uh, in the process of uh, you're actually doing it, but you're coaching others to sell on Amazon, eBay, e-commerce. You were going to be that guy. How did you get started? Yes. So how I got started by selling products on Amazon or on actually just overall selling products. So I'll take you to when I was nine years old, where I would say the seeds started to get planted. So my father um, used to own a huge coffee shop and a retail store. Um, but on the side, he was an eBay seller. He was one of the first eBay sellers doing very well. And I had a really good relationship growing up with my dad, spent a lot of time with him, always worked on the side with him. And he taught me how to make basic listings and take pictures to put them on eBay to make an eBay listing because he was always listing baseball cards and everything. So I was kind of his little helper. So that was cool, but I wasn't really making money or selling anything on eBay at that point. Wasn't until I was 12 when I got into middle school 
and these things called Nike Elite Socks, which if you're around my age, you understand exactly what these are. Nike decided to come out with these socks called Nike Elite Socks, and they were selling for $12 a pair. Crazy, I mean, pretty expensive for a pair of socks. They, they, they were nice, but when Nike came out with them, there was only a black pair with a white stripe and a white with a black stripe until they came out with a blue pair and people lost their stuff. They were going crazy for them. Kids were like, oh my God, I need to go buy the blue ones. They're going nuts. And that's where I saw an opportunity. It was like, wow, I could just make them different colors by dyeing them. So that's exactly what I did. I bought them for $12 in stores. I would go to Joann's and I would buy some dye coloring stuff and I'd change them different colors, an entire process with it and sell them to kids at school for twice as much. Did that for, for a couple months, had some great success, made a few hundred dollars until well, I was out of public school and they said, hey, Bo, you can't keep doing that. You can't be collecting money at school. So that happened. And with me, I was like, okay, there's got the other opportunities for this. And I was like, oh, I know how to list things on eBay. Coming back to the story where my dad taught me how to list things on eBay. So I decided to, okay, what's, it's worth a shot. Let me list these socks on eBay. I had a few left over. And immediately, kid you not, was doing $2,000 more per month on eBay selling those socks. And actually, really funny, my best selling socks were literally black and white Nike Wheat socks with Sharpie rainbow like i literally got a sharpie pen and put rainbows into the stripes and i was selling them for 36 dollars, and they were selling like crazy that was great right? i was so so you're literally you're going to the store getting socks how much like how much per sock oh i would i would buy every single pair of socks that champs or foot locker had but then i realized i could be smart and actually get them into cheaper cost so i somehow found some coupons online and i <laughs> bought them for foot locker and got my cost down to like after tax like eleven dollars and four cents and then you're putting sharpie yeah literally putting sharpie and then on. you're flipping them and making in, insane yeah so after ebay ebay used to be like for shipping it used to be like a dollar seventy back then so i was making pretty solid chunk like 20 bucks a pair or something those lines. okay so at 12 years old how much are you making a year? Uh, for a few months, I stretched it out as much as I could. For four months, I was solid, very solid doing over $2,000 per month. Got to the close to over doing $3,000 per month just selling the socks. But when I started selling the socks, that's not where it all ended, right? That's where it just started because I had, I would say almost an addiction or just like, wow, this is cool. Me being this young and me just the fact of like, I mean, buying these socks and shipping to people all across the world and all across the country, some paying $36 for this pair of socks in Kansas. I was like, wow, there's something to do and to be made on this whole selling products thing. So that's where I decided to just dive deep into other ways I can make money by selling products online. I saw some dudes like the, the Barter Wars show. I was watching that with my dad and I was like, wow, you know, I could probably barter stuff and then sell it on eBay. So I literally started with some of my old basketball shoes. They're a pair of Kobe fives, purple. Um, they're maybe valued at 50 bucks, but I somehow was able to trade that up all the way into an iPhone 4S. And this is right when the 4S came out. So Siri was there. And how it pretty much happened is I had some shoes, traded them for some other shoes, traded those shoes for um, a PSP and then trade the PSP into some like a guitar and that guitar into a speaker or speaker set and then able to trade that speaker set into an iPhone and flipped around and sold the iPhone around 500 bucks and did a few other bartering things and it was really cool. I would just contact a bunch of people all day long on Craigslist and there's a lot of hustling stuff. But then I got into other business models such as arbitrage, which I'll probably talk about a little later and buying then buying stuff from China and just doing every single biz model you could think of until I got into the biz model mat today. Okay, so you're you're going through high school, 
you're making money, you're a regular student, you're actually running. So you yeah. later in your, I mean, we'll talk about your five days at college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're, an, you're an athlete. Um, so let's just put in perspective your senior year of high school. How much money are you making on e-commerce? And, but you're going to school, you're running, but like how much are you just making money doing your thing? Yes. Yeah, so until my senior year, I was doing my whole eBay, Amazon, e-commerce thing as a hobby. So I was doing it while I was consistently doing it all the time, always doing it. I was probably consistently in high school doing upwards. Uh, once I got into high school, doing over $10,000 per month uh, by the time I was a sophomore and doing pretty well. Um, I remember my first $60,000 like uh period, like a 45 day period on eBay was when I was a junior. So by the time I get to my senior year, I'm probably consistently doing around the 30 to $50,000 range. Um, so yeah, at that point. One of the things that the audience that listens to this podcast, they're, they're entrepreneurs or they're high performers, or they're in that kind of the middle ground of like wanting to live that life of their dreams, but they're trying to be strategic and how they get there. And the big phrase that I feel sometimes like a broken record is you are your number one asset. Correct. The big mission that I want to share with the world is the best investment that you can make is in yourself. Now, one of the reasons I'm here is you're killing it. Mm-hmm. I want to be associated with other people that also have that mindset because that's another form of investing in yourself. But in listening to your webinar, because you're coaching other people at this point, you talk about specialized knowledge versus general knowledge. Correct. Yeah. So this is a very important topic. And this topic actually got brought up as um, over this weekend, because if you're not sure, um, I've been in Boulder and slash Denver uh, with Caleb over this past week. And I um, went to University of Colorado um, this past weekend just to hang out with some of my friends that go here. And I started talking to them and asking because they're all interested in what I do. I go, okay, cool. Um, but I started talking to some people at the university and they're telling me about how, like, for example, one girl, she said she wants to be a psychologist and she has a psychology degree. Or that's what she's studying. And then I asked her about, oh, are you really excited for the classes you're taking right now and learning about psychology? And she's like, well, not necessarily because they're currently having me doing prerequisites right now where she literally has a coding class as one of her classes and she's trying to be a psychologist. So with the reason I bring this up is because she's specifically studying to become a psychologist and she's learning about coding. Because I want to give you a nice story right now that actually one of my mentors have taught uh, told tells me about kind of the difference between general and specialized education. For example, um, a doctor, high paying job, very well respected job getting out of college. And typically they go to eight years of school. First couple years, they're learning a lot of that basic information, general education. They get a degree in biology. That's their general education. So doctor, they have general education. They learn all that good stuff and they make a good amount of money. But I would go to the doctor and say, hey, yeah, you have general education. I have none of that. I only have specialized education, but let's go compare bank accounts because I only have specialized training in selling products online and it's done a lot better for me and I didn't have to go through eight years of debt paying for college. Now, a lot of times, I know for me, when there's this idea of like, okay, selling online sounds great. You do a quick uh, Google search on how do I make money online? And there's so many, so many things that come up. Okay. Now, when I heard your business model, I almost like, Bo, that sounds so simple. Like, correct. So talk to me, I bet you you take notes. It's not that complicated, but how are you doing online business and what are you teaching your clients at the macro? Yeah, so I am very jealous and you are all very lucky to be listening to this because I wish I would have listened to this or heard this when I was 12. 
But the business model I'm at today, I've came across this because of all trial and error and wasting time with all the other business models out there. But what I do is very simple. I buy low and sell higher. And in more detail, I buy name brand products. So products that you've heard of before, Hasbro, Mattel, Sony, Samsung, Apple. I buy them at a low cost from suppliers and sell them for a higher cost on Amazon. And I'm doing exactly what retailers like Costco, Walmart, GameStop, Target do. Same exact thing as them. That's it. Pretty uh, pretty simple. Correct. And and the, the crazy thing is, and I'm not the expert here, but the internet, there's massive demand. Yes. So it's it's not only that model, but in your course and educating people, you're showing them how to figure out where the demand is, how to get the right price. But at the end of the day, the, these name brands already done a lot of pro, mm. um, research. The marketing, yeah. And so it's not, you don't have to like convince people that an Apple computer is a good idea. Yeah. Just be that, the middleman. Yes. A big problem that I see with a lot of people is they think that selling online, like selling on this thing on Amazon, which Amazon's a tech company, it's more complicated. Uh, but really, it's not. I mean, I talk to a lot of people before and they're like, oh, yeah, I just need to come up with the new idea, the new brand, the new concept or the new app. Very honest with you, you're never going to come up with a new idea, the new concept. Nothing, everything's always been created in this planet that's like relatively already like out right. there, right? So you don't have to go do that because most people are focused on creating up their own brands and just knowing that knowledge, I would take advantage of that because if you know that most people are wasting their time by creating up their own brands or spending time doing all this hustling, just understand that they're wasting their time doing that because you know you can just do something more simple and just sell products that already sell. And at nine years old, you figured that out? Well, no, not at nine years old, I figured well, that out. Well, but you started, you took action. Oh yeah, I took action on e-commerce and started doing that process because throughout the process from I would say being 12 until I get into the business model more, I was at, at 15, 16 years old, um, I was doing all the other things that I kind of harp on today of arbitrage and private label, which um, you can make money with it, it's just a lot more challenging. Okay, let's unpack that. So yeah. someone does a Google search and they want to learn how to make money. It's something about Shopify is going to come up, something yeah. about drop shipping, something about private labeling. What, like, you've obviously have a lot of videos on YouTube. And by the way, if you're ever interested, Bo has a course, but he has a ton of free content on YouTube. But like, why, why are those? Because people are making money. Yes. But it's my understanding that like, it's, it's mainly the people that are teaching the courses. Well, yeah, I mean, I've made a lot of money by doing arbitrage, by doing private label, by drop shipping. I was private labeling when I was 14 years old. And before for the people that don't know what those are. Yeah, let me explain to those right now. So I would say there's four business models out there. There's really only that's three that's talked about. The one that I do isn't really talked about much, um, but one is arbitrage. This is where you are going to clearance stores, maybe the Goodwill, garage sales, retail stores, and you're buying products there, right? As you go like shopping and you buy them and then you sell them for more on eBay or Amazon and hope to make a profit. Now, I've done that. I did that when I was uh, like 13 years old, did that very well and made money with it. Um, but there's problems with that. One, um, if you're competing with someone like me who's buying at wholesale, I'm getting a cheaper cost and be able to go buy more of them. And then also on platforms like Amazon, you can get suspended. Uh, private label has become very popular over the past few years. That's the process of pretty much creating up your own brand. So you buy some products from China that have no brand on it, they're generic, and you go make your own listings, you market them, you advertise them, and you sell them on Amazon. And yeah, you can go make money with that, but ask yourself, 
what kind of products do you buy on Amazon? You're buying stuff, name brands. You like you go, I could go into a shopping mall. If you look at Best Buy, look at Target, go get Costco, selling the same things as them. Now, yes, people will buy other stuff like that, but to kind of get some numbers and facts, or facts and stats, uh, 51% of the sellers on Amazon are private labeling. Less than, or 10%, of the 1 million plus Amazon sellers, private label. And from that 10% of those sellers, that private label that are doing over a million plus a year, because the other 90% are coming from what I do, 23% of their sales actually come from private label. So to kind of just translate that, private label has the most amount of sellers, least amount of sales. Mm. And I and that just, uh, my question was, isn't there a lot of risk? If you're, if you're like trying to figure it out, there could be other people figuring out, you're like, you said something earlier, like you have to create a website that like no one knows about. Yeah, if you do Shopify, you know, and so so it's really, I mean, people are making money, but it's it. There's the stats just speak for itself. If you're a good marketer, if you can get on Shark Tank, if you are good at advertising, you're gonna do very well with private label. And be very honest, people have done that. Like, yeah. if you look at every single person on Shark Tank, they do very well because that's kind of how, like, I guess a lot of people think of creating an idea, creating a business is Shark Tank. But you really don't have to be those people on Shark Tank to right. create a good business. Right. Any other people out there? Like any other models that? Oh yeah, there's drop shipping. So I've done drop shipping before. I've made money with all this stuff. I'm never going to go back to these business models. I I know I could go make money with it, and I could tell people how to do it. Um, but drop shipping is a process where you don't physically have the inventory. You can have unlimited amounts of inventory out there by not having to buy it up front at all. Sounds great. And let's say you're selling a, let's call it a, a dog chain, right? A little chain for like a dog. And you create up a, a website on Shopify. You make it all niche related to dogs. And then you list these dog chains on your website. Once you sell it, you then go buy from a source, usually in China, and have them ship directly to the end consumer. Several problems with that. People want things now. People want to get Amazon Prime in two days. And people don't care about your random website. They care a lot more about Amazon.com. So the people listening to this podcast are entrepreneurs, high performers, investors, people that want to live a life with no regret. One of the things that's really, really unique about your story is you you have this amazing, amazing opportunity to get a full ride scholarship to Pepperdine University and you're there for five days. Talk about that story, what's going through your head. And then the follow-up question to that is like, okay, people that are in your boats, you had, you had a great opportunity. Yeah. You had to take the hard, you, you made the hard decision and obviously it's a good decision now, but you didn't, you didn't have a, you know, you didn't know that you'd be here doing what you're doing. Correct. Yes. So let me kind of give you some information on myself. So, and this can be important to the conversation and learning why I left college uh, to do what I'm doing now. So um, whenever I care about something, I'm passionate about it. My goal is to be the absolute best at something because I have a huge ego. So I have to be the absolute best at whatever I do. I will, st- I will work towards being the best. Uh, so I'll work anyone with that. Um, so me being in high school, um, yeah, I was doing this whole eBay, Amazon thing as a hobby, but I was also an athlete and I was a very competitive and very good uh, cross country and track uh, long distance runner. So in my junior year and sophomore year, I was getting college offers and getting uh, awareness from colleges. And I decided in my junior year that uh, Pepperdine University was going to be the number one school I wanted to go to. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm I'm going to get a scholarship there. And I, that was, I envisioned. And on April 15th in my senior year, I signed uh, my NLI to go to Pepperdine University. 
And my entire senior year was actually kind of rough for me in regards to running. And, but I still somehow got a scholarship from Pepperdine because I was injured the entire time. I did not do one race my senior year. All of my times to land my scholarships was off my junior year. And because I couldn't run, I really could not do anything else. Didn't really have much of a life. Pretty boring kid overall. So I was like, okay, the only other thing I really cared that much about compared to running is business, my Amazon eBay business. So every single day, I just focused on building the business and growing it and scaling to the point. I was like, wow, I mean, there's really nothing else to do. So my entire senior year, I mean, I have a videographer with me right now and we were actually in the same film class and he could definitely tell you that I did absolutely no, nothing in that film class except my Amazon business. So that's all I did the entire time um, in my senior year, which turned out to be a good decision because towards the end of my senior year and actually in summer of going into Pepperdine, doing very well with my training. I was running over 100 plus miles a week. I was finally healthy, been healthy for a couple months now. And at the same time, I decided to make a YouTube channel because again, I like to be the best at whatever I do. And I saw some people posting content that made absolutely no sense on YouTube about selling on eBay and selling on Amazon because I know I've been doing this for a while. I was like, these guys have no idea what they're talking about. They're not making money. So I made some videos kind of calling out the business models out there, explaining why mine is better. And at this point, I had absolutely zero intentions, zero to coach anybody, to provide any education. But I had people commenting me and emailing me and some of like my email asking to work one-on-one -on -one with me. I was like, um, no, I'm pretty busy. I'm gonna go to Pepperdine University in the fall to run track. Um, I don't really have any intentions to coach anybody. And then more and more people started asking me. I was like, okay, fine, I'll help you out. So I took on some clients. I started working with them one-on-one, -on -one, teaching them about selling on Amazon, got them success. And then I got to the point where I was literally spending eight, nine hours a day coaching people two, three times, four times my age on how to sell on Amazon and also still running 100 plus miles a week preparing for Pepperdine. So that was where I was at right there. I was like, okay, now I need to create a course because I, so I can actually have time when I go and go to Pepperdine. So I started working on the course, got to Pepperdine and kind of wasn't working with as many people one-on-one because -on -one I told them, hey, the course is coming out soon. And I stopped taking on clients, got to Pepperdine and shortly realized that I'm gonna have to drop something. I'm either gonna have to drop my business or running in school because I did not know how much of a time commitment it really was to be a full-time student athlete. And Pepperdine did not have a lot of athletic money. And if you actually add it up, I had a quarter of the school's athletic money, or not the school, the, the cross country and track team's athletic money. Um, and I was sitting to myself, I was like, there's no way I can do my, my business and be 100% committed to running and I would just feel selfish. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I either have to drop school and drop my business. And I was thinking to myself, there's no way I could wait and waste four years of my life to restart my business again. So made the decision, I was pretty confident and left school and left uh, uh, track. One thing you have to know about Bo is <laughs> he, he's a quick start. Which is which yeah. probably costs you some money, but yes, the, the yeah. amount of money that you've made because you're willing to take action Correct. is crazy. Yes. What piece of advice would you give someone who's in a in a good situation but not great? What What are you telling them? 
Yes. So if someone is in a place where they want to be better, they're listening to people like myself that are doing well or listening to other motivational speaking is definitely would want to ask them a few questions on what do you really want to do? And actually, the first things I would ask them is, are you willing to put in work? Are you willing to put in effort? And are you willing to do things that most people are not going to do? Now, when people say, oh, are you willing to do things that most people are not going to do? People usually are going to think, oh, that's working or not sleeping and working extremely hard and going to the strange depths. But to be honest, most people are lazy and most people don't take action. So are you willing to do those things? Are you willing to take action and not be lazy and get after it? So if you pass that, then what now the next step you want to get to is getting some type of education, specialized education, taking action on it and building confidence. Now let's talk about the two comma club. Okay. Yep. Uh, this one you don't talk a lot about. Uh, I'm, I'm no. kind of like excited that we're, we're making this content here. Um, so for those of you guys that are listening, um, ClickFunnels is this amazing software that people use on their websites, and it's and a funnel pretty much takes you know think of think of like. Everyone coming to your website, it converts them into clients. And you, your consultants use funnels to like sell their courses. Um, people like myself use funnels to educate people um, as it relates to money and, and have them apply to work with us. Every industry can use ClickFunnels. It's something that's super hot right now. And Bo, this tells you kind of how humble you are, man. Like we get to Denver, <laughs> yeah. but we're talking about funnels. Like I know, because to be in the two comma club, you need to be, you need to make at least a million dollars through that funnel. Correct. And I knew, like I knew that you were killing it. I, I mm -hmm. kind of connected the dots, and I, I literally asked you, I'm like are you in the two comma club? And you're like, yeah, I'm actually the youngest person. And you showed me the plaque. I'm like, okay, this is, this, there's a problem that you're not talking about this. The reason I'm bringing this up is enough. There's a lot of people out there um, who are experts in their field. So yeah. you're, you're not only making money online and obviously it's really, it's really clear that you're passionate about this, yeah. but then you took what you're passionate about and are helping other people. And it's amazing. You have Correct. hundreds of students making money. Like yes. you're, you're changing their life. Yeah, pretty and, successful students. Yeah. And you're also making good money teaching them. Yeah. Talk to me about the whole idea of starting your course. I know it, it actually started because you had to, but like, how has that evolved? And like, you're only getting started on that aspect. Yes, exactly. So again, when I got to the point where I knew I was going to create a course, I have a huge ego. Anything I'm passionate about, I will be the best at. If I'm not the best at it yet, just let you know I'm working very hard to become the best. So I know if I'm creating a course, I'm going to learn from the best people who have courses out there. They're doing very well with it. So I started learning um, from Ty Lopez, learning from Russell Brunson, learning from, or actually not Russell Brunson at the point, Gary Vee, and people who were selling courses and try to figure out, okay, what are they doing well and what can I learn from them that they're doing well at? And I kind of figured out that they're all using this thing called ClickFunnels because I realized I needed to have a website. I started building my own website in WordPress and that looked ugly. But I had a lot of people ask me like, Bo, I, I want to be coached by you. I want, to, want you to make give me a course. Um, so then learned that these a lot of people are using these things called ClickFunnels. So uh, got ClickFunnels, went through the Russell Brunson training course, uh, made a very basic uh, website and then actually hired some more professional guys um, in the ClickFunnels inner circle to build my website and help me with my emails and campaigns with that. And launched my course on August 23rd, 2017. Did a webinar that was disgusting, a completely ugly webinar. I had probably had 40 people watching and I couldn't get the thing to start. I 
like the screen share didn't work out to send people to a different webinar. So I had to like send a huge link and to get into a different webinar with webinar jam and a complete mess up went off like three times, made the offer at the end. The offer button wasn't working. Couldn't take them to the page. The payment page wasn't working. Finally sent someone a PayPal link. And I guess the PayPal link was only for one person. They got the course. And then, but then it finally ended up working like the next day and actually had very high conversion rates. I had like 40 people watching and a, Numbers were pretty well. I think it was close to the forty percent range you were on that. Hard to get. Literally. Yeah, pretty, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Like it was interesting. I was like, "All right, guys, I'm sorry. Like, I'm on this webinar right now, and I, I don't know what to do. I, sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how that started. Um, being online, I'm starting to understand the reality is there's people out there that are trollers that are just correct, just mean. Like, it's just sometimes funny reading the comments. Yes. How do you? I mean, you're you're 20 years old. You're absolutely killing it, but the reality is people are saying mean things. Oh, 100%. I mean, when I first started to get the hate and like get people sending in dumb comments all the time, um, and I got it before I even created a course. Like when I started like telling people that, hey, this business model is so much better. Like this person right here is not making money. Um, like that doesn't make sense. I got a lot of hate. And like when I first got it, I took it very much to heart and I would literally spend like, I would write paragraph essays back mm-hmm. to people on YouTube comments. I respond to every single Facebook message. I would literally try to find people's phone number and talk I was like, you know what? I'm actually real. This is this and that. So at the start, I definitely like try to like go after the people. But then I realized, you know what? Some people, and this kind of goes on to the point of taking action. Some people are just never going to get it. Some people want to see people fail. Some people are just skeptical and you, that's just always going to be like that. But then I kind of turned to a positive way. I was like, well, remember Bo, most people are lazy. Most people are skeptical. Most people won't take action. So, I mean, with now, I just laugh it off. Like, I've posted some pretty funny Instagram stories where I'm actually kind of doing the stuff on purpose now, but I, like, I've seen so many comments on my advertisements before saying, wow, this guy isn't making money. He hasn't even combed his hair. His shirt's wrinkled. And now I purposely do that stuff because I know it gets more comments because people are caring more about my wrinkled shirt than what I'm actually telling them about that could change their lives. When did you start the whole coaching course? Like how, when, when was that? Was that last year? Yeah. So August 23rd, uh, that's when I started, uh, my course. So 2017. Um, but before that I was taking clients one-on-one in the summer. Of that's amazing. Yeah. What's the biggest pitfall that you find in helping people? I mean, this, this can relate to anything, not just online, but people that you're coaching, what's the biggest reason why they're not succeeding? Um, yeah, so I would say the biggest struggle I have with some people is that some people just end, end of the day, they have to help themselves. Um, and with a lot of people, they come from different backgrounds, um, things with that. Um, but I would say that like, if someone doesn't succeed, because what I do is a very simple business model. And yeah. all you need, I would say, is not motivation. It's not inspiration. People think they need inspiration. People think they need motivation. But what you really need is confidence that you can go do something. Because for example, if you knew how to turn a $10 bill into $15 and have the confidence to go do that, you would need absolutely no motivation and no inspiration to go do that. Like, do you really need to wake up in the morning and watch a video on some dude giving a motivational speak if you knew how to get a t- every single $10 bill and turn it into 15? No, you try to go find the most amount of $10 bills. What you need instead is first education on a specific topic, so specialized education, then you need to take action on that. Yes. If what you learned and take, and if you take action on it, it has, has the same result on what you thought was gonna happen, you're gonna build this thing called confidence. And then you're gonna be set. But vice versa, let's say if you are impatient and you skip over the education part a little bit, 
and you take action, right? Because most people aren't even going to take action. So let's say you do take action, being impatient, and you fail, as human nature is going to be, you're not going to do that again. Like, for example, right, if you go touch a hot stove and you get burnt, your human instincts are going to say, let's not do that again. If you learn something or not necessarily learn something, if you do something and you lose money, you're not going to do it again. And it makes sense. So, usually impatience and not, because what you got to do is you got to build up the confidence. With me, I'm very confident I'm going to make orders all the time to go sell products. Um, but yeah, that's the biggest thing. Robert Kiyosaki has a quote. He says, there's no such thing as bad investments. Um, there's just bad investors. <laughs> I just Very I just good got, point. You know, it's just like, yeah, you, wait, are you someone going to tell you, oh, Amazon doesn't work? Be like, okay. Like, okay yeah. Thanks, thanks for Thank that. Thank you. Okay, so one of the things that I want to add, um, and one of the things that I want to end this, this interview with, it's one of my favorite questions. I call it the legacy question. And it essentially is this, Bo, your last day is today. The people that you love the most is in this room. And you're going to pass on the most, like what, what's something that you're going to pass on? And it cannot be any monetary ob- objects or anything. It's just what you've learned and the wisdom that you've, you've gained. Even though you're only 20 years yep. old, you've, you've accomplished a ton. What are, you, what are you telling to the people that you love the most? Yeah, so to people that I love the most, I would simply tell them that um, thank you for being in my life and I can say that I enjoy myself, I'm content with myself and that I hope that to pass on to you that you can be with yourself and be content and look back on your life and think that, wow, I accomplished and feel like I did a great job. So in, in other words, live life with no regret. Correct, yes. Um, living life that... Yeah, having no regrets and limiting the amount of regrets you can have is extremely important. I would say, I mean, me dropping out of school, what I was looking at, I was like, well, I can't be living in regret for four years before starting my business up again. Uh, A really good example of someone who talks about this um, is actually Jeff Bezos. He's the owner of Amazon. Before starting Amazon, he had a very high paying job, very comfortable making good money on Wall Street. And he wanted to start this thing called Amazon. He wanted to go start an online business, like online company. And the reason why he started it, and he used some very nerdy term, and he actually says this, um, but what it pretty much was, was a him wanting to limit the amount of regret he would have. He was thinking like, okay, if I'm 80 years old, I want to be sitting with myself and be like, okay, I live my life with the least amount of regrets. And he said that if he would have stayed on Wall Street and make money, he would have had that huge regret of never starting Amazon. It turned out to be a good decision. There are people listening to this podcast that, that resonated, like the whole like selling online, maybe not, but this idea of living life with no regret. My one encouragement, my one challenge to you is really do some reflection and map out like at your grave, at your, at your funeral, like people are not going to care about the money that you made. They're going to talk about the impact that you had. And the cool thing is, um, you're making a huge impact, man. One of the another reasons I'm here is there's other forms of pouring into yourself as your greatest asset and being around people that are hustling, being around people that are actually doing, doing this it's a huge inspiration and I just thank you so much for being in my life and man, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future holds. Thank you very much, Caleb. And yeah, that is a really good point that you just made with like surrounding yourself with successful people. I mean, with me, I think I'm in a very lucky point where I've, I hang out with a very diverse group of people. I have some mentors that are worth millions, even hundreds of millions of dollars. Then I also hang out with some friends that are in college and get drunk every other weekend. And 
definitely hanging out with people that are going to help you make your better is definitely very important. Because like, if you look at yourself right now, you're thinking, oh, I want to become successful. You are not different to Robert Kiyosaki, to Tony Robbins, all these successful people. It just, you need some education, take action on it, and surround yourself with people who know what they're doing. What do you say to people that say they don't have enough time? I would rather be poor and have a lot of time than be stuck in the middle, like on the rat race and have no time and no money. Um, So if you have no time, then you're probably... not saving your money correctly because um, that means you're probably working at a really busy job and you could probably lower your hours but spend less so if you don't have any time then you, you make the time if you really want it if you really want to do it if you're passionate about it you're going to find the time it comes down to prior prioritizing what's important to you yeah my man thank you so much for being on the show thank you very much caleb you guys are listening and learning from a very great person Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I would love to hear from you. Love to hear what key takeaway you had for me and knowing Bo, it's, it's, it's crazy how simple his process is and yet he's executing at a high level. So whether it's buy low, sell high or whatever that is for you, make sure to simplify and execute and, and really work hard. He talks a lot about, um, the hustle and the grind of working hard. Also, if you want to learn more about, you know, Bo or his course or whatever, I'm including a show, some links below. You can go to, um, you can find out more information from there. And finally, I have to thank you all who have just reached out, have encouraged me, have shared the podcast with others. I'm so, it's so awesome to hear from you of like how you've heard about the podcast. So thank you for subscribing, leaving reviews. That's how other people hear about this podcast. And so uh, it truly means the world. I hope you continue to pour in yourself, um, make other people's days amazing, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. Make sure you press subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or your favorite podcast player.